the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, alongside Aubrey Sampson. My name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us today. Aubrey, it's almost Oscar time of year, right? Like, yeah, they are coming. Uh, this is, you're ready for your Oscars party. This is your Super yes, Bowl. Sunday, March 12th. Yep. They are coming fast. This is your Super Bowl. And so we figured we'd have an old friend back on, Josh Larson from Think Christian. Think Christian dot net is going to join us to give us a bit of an oscars preview josh how you doing today friend i am doing well it's good to talk to the two of you again and i love the oscars enthusiasm aubrey you know critics (laughs) there's so much skepticism about it from critics which i understand and i have a little bit of that myself but yeah i just love the chance to talk about movies especially when they highlight some really good ones which i think is the case this year and yeah we do have a little gathering as well over at our house with friends and family so i'm looking forward to that that's awesome yeah that's that's awesome that's always so fun so josh let's just talk big picture about the oscars let's talk about about the best picture uh, nominees out there. Uh, Do you have a favorite? Which one do you think is likely to bring home the Oscar? So probably the same answer at this point. My favorite Mm -hmm. is Everything Everywhere All at Once, the multiverse adventure comedy, but really family drama um, that was a big hit at theaters this year. And it looks like, The prognosticators are saying that's likely to take home the Best Picture Award as well. But I'm still wondering if something like The Fablemans, the Steven Spielberg film, Mm. loosely based on his own childhood about a kid growing up to become a filmmaker, if that might sneak in for the win. I'm not entirely Mm. sure yet. I've got to decide. We're recording on the Film Spotting podcast that I do our predictions tonight. So I've got a couple of hours yet to make the (laughs) final call. Whether I'm going to stick with the prediction of everything everywhere or or say it's going to be the Fablemans and hopefully, hopefully I'll be proven right by an upset. We'll see. Uh, yeah, because everything everywhere all at once took a lot uh, home on the SAG Awards. So sometimes that is sort of a yep. cursor, right? Or like an indicator. But uh, that's that's my hope for the win, actually. OK, this is a subjective question, but I. I was a little surprised to see Avatar The Way of Water nominated for Best Picture. And only I knew there'd be buzz about it. I knew there'd be excitement about it. Everyone's been waiting for this movie. But I wasn't I was a little surprised to see that it was nominated for that. Yeah. Did that surprise you or were you like, oh, yeah, obviously this is on the list? No, it was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, the Academy in the past has loved James Cameron, especially with something yeah. like Titanic, of mm-hmm. course. I saw right. it alongside a couple of the other nominees, to me, it reflected Oscar voters wanting to reward films that 
got people out to the theaters. Now, I don't know if this was like a set strategy or just something in the back of people's minds, but if you look at a fair number of the nominees, Avatar, The Way of Water absolutely did that, right? Huge hit, historical hit. Everything Everywhere All at Once, as I said, was a smaller film in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. not star-driven, but did great at the box office, brought people into theaters. And as a matter of fact, what people talked about with that film is the fun of seeing it with a live audience, laughing Mm -hmm. and exclaiming to the thrills. And then you look at something else that might seem surprising, Top Gun Maverick. Top Mm -hmm. Gun. Right? That's a sequel to a a very old film at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a huge hit at the box office. And similarly, people talked about how important it was to see that in theaters, big screen, you get that sound. Tom Cruise is a classic Hollywood star. So I think Avatar maybe fell in with those others in being rewarded for getting people back into theaters. Mm, I was going to ask you about Top Gun Maverick because- uh, usually I've seen none of the movies on the list. I saw that one. Like I was okay. I it and <laughs> loved it. Uh, and I was going to ask you if they, if it was, had any chance to win. And I, I love how you, uh, kind of set that up that maybe they were given some to people to, to the movies that got people out. But in your opinion of the 10, does Top Gun have any chance to bring home the best picture? I'd be very surprised. Um, a lot of times, another indicator, you know, Aubrey mentioned the earlier awards from other groups. What movies win those tend to go ahead and win the Oscars. And I don't know that Top Gun Maverick has even as many nominations in the first place as some of the other titles, but also has been racking up a lot of those other awards. It seems to me to be one that might get a fair amount of technical honoring, uh, but maybe not the big awards. So we'll see. Um, okay. Oh, man. I have so many follow-up questions, but I do want to talk to you about best actor, best actress. So, okay, maybe not, Josh, who do you think will win? But, like, if you were choosing, who would you vote to win in those categories? Yeah, I really did like Michelle Yeoh's performance in Everything, Everywhere, amazing. All at Once. So yeah. we're, you know, we're seeing a common repeated theme here. Um, but she has really tough competition from Kate Blanchett. In Tar, which was a much smaller movie, not as big of a hit, much artier movie, mm-hmm. but Kate Blanchett was incredible. So either one of those, I think, would be deserving. I'm personally polling for Michelle Yeoh. It, it was just, it was a comedic performance. It was a, a tragic, dramatic performance, and it was an action performance. Right, the martial yeah. arts that are in that movie. It's amazing. So yeah. The degree of difficulty Michelle Yeoh uh, hit there was incredible. And then, as far as actor, you know, I was looking at that again for a prediction, and boy, it's going to be tough between Brendan Fraser for The Whale, a very mm. small film, and then Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin, which was nominated for Best Picture as well, along with a number of other awards. I think for me, I would probably go with Colin Farrell, um, though Brendan Fraser is very good. But someone I think should have been nominated, and maybe your audience is familiar with this film, but Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul was a very small film from last year. Sterling K. Brown in that playing this disgraced pastor Hmm. is just incredible. And I think he at least deserved a nomination, even oh, if it wasn't maybe the ultimate person I would pick for the award. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I thought Colin Farrell in that role was amazing. So funny and so sad, right? Yeah, he did yes. he was doing it all. Oh, he was doing it all. Anyway, I didn't know that about Sterling K. Brown. That's a little bit of a bummer to hear. That would have been great. Okay, go ahead, Brian. So, so a complete almost a non-movie question, but an Oscars question. Last year we had the slap. 
right? Last year it was the Oscars. Are they oh, doing? Yeah. Di- is there anything different? Did that cause any changes in the in the Oscars that we know of? Because that was all anybody talked about last year. Yeah, it, isn't it incredible? That was last year, and it feels wow. like it was five years ago. But yeah. you're right. You know, I saw something scrolling on social media. So verify this at your own leisure. But about the Oscars forming some sort of team to be in the auditorium that could respond to unexpected incidents. Now, again, I don't know how big of a team that is, what they're actually expecting to do, what they expect to happen. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people will be a little more on edge knowing that this is live television. Mm -hmm. And just last year, something insane did happen. (laughs) Again, maybe that is all part of the reason to tune in. You know, we don't so much of the things that happen now, we watch the day after in little clips somewhere else. And, you know, that happening at least gave us reason to say, maybe we should be in the moment for this one. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we should watch it live. Okay, let me ask you one more question, Josh. And you kind of hinted at this when we talked about Top Gun and, and Avatar. Some of the movies that were nominated are sort of like, uh, you know, get us back to the movie theater movies. Mm-hmm. Did did the particular list of nominees for Best Picture feel like, oh, yeah, this makes sense post-COVID? And if Ooh, so, why? That's a really, really good question. You know, mostly I would say it's within the context of post-COVID getting out of the house, away from our own living rooms and TVs. And being reminded of yeah. what a big screen experience can be, not only for the aesthetic aspects of, you know, the size of the screen, the noise, all of that sort of stuff. But as I said, the communal aspect of mm-hmm. movie going, getting to experience your response in conjunction with the people around you. I think that's something that, you know, we forget about and we weren't able to have during the pandemic and getting back into theaters and being able to experience that has been incredible. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we're at the point yet where films have been made and are addressing our experience of the pandemic that are now in theaters and being rewarded for that. The timeline might be a little further out. I mean, we're still getting movies that were delayed because of it. That's the Mm. case for Top Gun Maverick, right? That film, because Tom Cruise and the producers wanted it to be an in-theater experience, they kept pushing it back, pushing it back until they felt a sizable audience would be able to come see it. So Mm. I still think we're in that phase of even catching up on production. It might be a year, two, maybe three before we see films honored by the Oscars that are specifically reflecting on what yeah. we all went through the previous couple of years. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the Oscars are upon us, and Josh Larson always has great uh, insight into it. You can check them out at thinkchristian.net. That's thinkchristian.net. Josh, always so fun, man. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. Thanks for the invite. Good to talk to you both. You too. You're listening to The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.